Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 13 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide individuals looking at pursuing STEM careers. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Jordan, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Jordan Porter graduated in 2015 from the University of Wisconsin-Platteville with a mechanical engineering degree and works as a development engineer in the Engine Performance and Emissions Group at John Deere. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. So I'm originally from uh, Milwaukee area and went to UW-Platteville, as we just talked about. But uh, I, I learned a lot about engineering uh, just growing up, and I, I love the problem-solving ability. So I decided to go in engineering at Platteville, and I'm, I wouldn't change that for anything. And it's almost by accident I ended up at, at John Deere, and uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm there. All right. Thanks for that overview, Jordan. And, you know, I think a lot of our STEMers are probably familiar with mechanical engineering, but it's always good to get different insights. So, Jordan, if you could provide some insights into what are some career opportunities for mechanical engineers, and then we'll delve into your specific area of expertise. So there are anything from working at Boeing to, to Johnsonville, Bratz, to John Deere, to, to Amazon, they all hire mechanical engineers. Mechanical engineers are probably the most diverse group where you can pretty much be in anything, you know, and that that's why I ended up choosing that. I would say you can pretty much anything that needs a problem-solving degree that uh, mechanical, mechanically inclined um, to, to pursue those areas. And you had mentioned that you, you kind of always were interested in engineering growing up. What were some of the things that maybe you did growing up that kind of steered you towards mechanical engineering? I always tell this story uh, when I was doing interviews. I had a John Deere lawnmower actually growing up that my dad had bought when he uh, got the house. So there was a bolt that fell off the deck one day, and so the the deck was dragging along the ground. And so there was, <laughs> so I could either go buy the bolt for 15 bucks at the store, and it, all it was was just a normal bolt that was bent at a certain angle. Um, but instead, I decided to take a blowtorch to the to the bolt and bend it on my own and I paid two bucks for the for the bolt of Menards so that kind of uh, I don't know I guess you could that ingenuity of, of wanting to do stuff on my own problem solve without having to just go buy the the most expensive part was kind of why I really enjoy that sort of mindset Okay, so yeah, go get a blowtorch. And, you know, as a young kid, you know, playing with a blowtorch, that sounds like kind of a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> oh, man, it, it was a blast. I was out there just hammering that thing into, into shape, and uh, it, it got a little adrenaline pumping through me. Yeah, just make sure the gas can isn't nearby. <laughs> yep. All right. Hey, Jordan, what were some of the classes maybe that you that you took in high school that helped prepare you for, for engineering? Um, so I, I knew... Early in high school, that I wanted to be, uh, or I wanted to pursue something in, in the STEM field, and so I, I, I doubled up on math freshman year, I, and uh, took algebra and geometry, uh, and then I ended up taking six math courses over the course of being in high school, physics and then AP physics, because I knew that that would help me in my engineering field. So those are kind of math and, and physics is what I really focused on because I knew that would give me a leg up when I had, you know, was heading off to college there. So did you end up taking uh, Calc 1 and Calc 2 in high school? 
Yep. So I took, uh, it was, I don't know if it was labeled BC calculus at the time, but yep. So that was Calc 1, Calc 2 equivalent in, in college. So some sometimes I, I hear folks talk about um, you know taking calculus in high school, and sometimes it doesn't properly prepare you for, I'll say, the college level calculus. And some of them will actually take the AP Calc in high school and then still start out in Calc one as a freshman. Did you pursue that route, or did you start in Calc two or Calc three in in college? Um, so I I started in Calc one in college. Um, so I I took the AP exam and actually didn't pass it. Um, but when I, I, I was kind of glad that I went back and had to start in Calc 1 again because some of those classes, uh, you can learn a lot more in college, um, and, and there's a lot more, a lot more focused. And so I was able to, I knew, I knew a lot of the material, but there were a couple of things that I didn't quite understand. And so I was able to really, um, nail those down, which I was happy about in future classes. Yeah, so STEM Nation, don't don't be upset, right? You take the AP test coming out of, you know, senior year, freshman year, or not senior, but senior year and junior year, you're taking the AP test. And if you don't pass it and you're thinking of going for STEM and you, you think you're a failure for not passing one of the math-based AP tests, you know, don't worry about it. Here we've got uh, Jordan on the line that, you know, he did not pass his AP test, went off, took Calc 1 in college, and has been very successful. So, you know, don't worry about it. All right, Jordan, Let's dig into your specific area of expertise in mechanical engineering. Um, what is it that you actually do? So right now I work at a John Deere, and um, I guess John Deere is kind of split up into some different categories. Uh, there's John Deere Ag and Turf, so they focus on tractors, and then there's John Deere Construction and Forestry, where they focus on construction and forestry equipment. And then I'm in John Deere Power Systems, so we design the engines for the John Deere equipment, so tractors, um, dump trucks, uh, anything that is in John Deere, we design those engines for. Um, and we also design some engines for um, generators that you might see on uh, someone's yacht, um, so that we create some of those, we call them gen sets, where we have engines that you know power the boats and different applications. So what, what I actually do is uh, we actually have a new engine series coming out in the next couple of years, and the EPA mandates we can only have so much for emissions coming out, and I, I'm working on an engine and trying to calibrate it so we, we meet that criteria that the EPA sets for us. Um, so it, there's a lot, of, a lot of different work that goes into that, but um, that is currently what my role is. So did you have to take specific classes in your engineering curriculum to gear you up to work on engines, or is that part of the main main curriculum? So I was, well, I guess um, an engine, really thermodynamics, which is probably the, the, the main course in mechanical engineering, that, that's what engines is. It's thermodynamics and heat transfer. and um, But I did, after my... Um, uh, junior year, and I knew I was going to be working at John Deere as an intern. I was fortunate enough to be work there as an intern. I took an internal combustion engines class um, that was an elective offered to uh, seniors. And so that helped me gear up to pursue uh, the current role that I'm in. And then, so the internship, did you intern and did you also co-op? I did a co-op for a, a different company that was in a uh, Union Grove, Wisconsin. It's called Grove Gear. They made power transmission gearboxes. Uh, and then my 
I did an internship for a company, Provisor, in Whitewater, Wisconsin, where we made commercial food processing equipment. Uh, so work with uh, the companies that make uh, McDonald's hamburgers or uh, Johnsonville brats. And, and then I did an internship for John Deere as well. So I was fortunate enough to have a co-op and two internships before I actually applied for a full-time position. Yeah, that's great. I think it's it's very important, STEM Nation, to get experience. Go look. Go look for those internships. Go look for those co-ops. And you don't always have to work for the same company for each internship. You know, Jordan worked for two or three different companies along the road and, and honed in on one that he really liked, and now he works there full-time. So that's awesome. Yeah, and Jeff, I will, I will say, I would, after sophomore year, I applied for, for internships and co-ops like there is no tomorrow. And um, I didn't didn't get anything until the first call I heard was a week before the end of the semester, before the summer. I was planning on going work uh, landscaping, and there's nothing wrong with landscaping, but I really wanted to just get my foot in the door. And um, <laughs> I actually had a, a friend that was working at that company. He was doing a co-op there. And the manager came to him, and he showed him a, a list of resumes. And my resume happened to be in there. And he's like, who do you know in here? <laughs> and he pointed to my name. So sometimes it's... Uh, it's it's not a matter of you're not qualified enough, but sometimes it's about you know just getting your your name out there, and sometimes you get lucky and uh, don't get frustrated when you get turned down by a bunch of companies. Just get out there and and, and get up and just see what you can do. The network is very important, STEM Nation. So you should really be starting that network as soon as possible. Get out, meet people, join different organizations. If you're going mechanical, maybe the uh, Society of Mechanical Engineers or automotive, uh, you know, just go out there and join some clubs, go out and meet people because you never know where that's going to take you. All right, Jordan, what does a typical workday look like for you at John Deere? As I mentioned, I work uh, on a on a, a diesel engine. So it's a, it's a 13.6 liter diesel engine. So that's, that's pretty large, but I, I run a test cell. So I have my engine in a test cell where we have equipment that can measure emissions and, and a dyno. I put in tests into, uh, I, I guess, this uh, test reader. So it equivalates to running at certain loads and certain speeds. And then it'll collect emission data off of that. And so I analyze that data. And I run certain tests depending on uh, different configurations we're looking for. Um, so if we want to simulate being in the, the, mount, the mountains in Colorado... Uh, we can simulate those kind of tests because the pressures are going to be different in temperatures, and that totally changes the way that our engine is going to run. So I can we can simulate these different um, situations, and so I have to create tests accordingly and, and then collect the data and then analyze the data. And, and sometimes I have to work with suppliers and customers, which our customers are usually our partners. So maybe the tractor team says, hey, Jordan, we're looking for, for this thing. Um, can, you, can you help us figure it out? Um, so I get a lot of interaction with different teams. Uh, so you need to be very personable. And um, so the, there's a pretty wide variety of, of tasks I am given on a daily basis. But uh, I, I think that kind of captures what, I, what I'm doing right now. Yeah, it sounds like people skills are pretty important for your position there. Yep, yep. I a, a lot of engineers are, are really focused on the technical aspect, but it, if you can be personable and just be approachable, um, you're going to excel way, way past a lot of the, the typical engineer. 
Yep, I would agree. And and Jordan, what is one thing that really has you fired up about fired up about mechanical engineering, and where do you see it headed? One of the things I, I really enjoy about just engineering in general is we're pretty much getting paid to learn at our job. Uh, every day we get to learn new things, and we're on the front edge of of new technology, and that's uh, it's pretty sweet to to be able to see that. Uh, we also get paid to, to break stuff. I mean, at, uh, there's not many, many jobs in this world where you get paid to literally go out and how long does it take to break this thing? Um, uh, I would say w- one of the new technologies that, that we're working on, and I guess the automotive industry is working on is, uh, electric, uh, vehicles. And so we're seeing that come into some of our, our vehicles now. And so that's, it's pretty neat to see um, that kind of new technology, and I was actually just able to go to a, a technology day that our construction and forestry, and we have a, a scanner system on an excavator which uh, scoops up the dirt, and you can actually estimate how much dirt it's picking up per scoop, and so this is really helping uh, the people at certain locations understand how well they're scooping up dirt and how much dirt they're actually moving. Um, and we're using anything from drones now to, um, anything of that new technology. So it's just really cool to be on that front edge of the new technology and, um, and getting to be right in the mix. Yeah. It's always fun to play with the new stuff coming out and in engineering and in these STEM professions, you're, you're usually, uh, heading down that path and it's, it can be a lot of fun. All right, Jordan, we're going to change gears here a bit, and we're going to move into an aha moment. Could you take us to a moment in time of an incredible aha moment you've had at work or your personal life and tell us a story and how you turn that aha moment into success? I would say there are, within, whether it was school or or even at work, there are times when I've been very frustrated because I haven't been able to find a solution, and that's what... Uh, engineering is all about. So um, it's, it makes you want to give up. Uh, and But w- you get so much satisfaction when you're able to, to persevere and find that solution. So there have been, I, I can't even count on two hands how many times I want to just give up on a finding a solution. But um, there's that little gratification at the end that uh, totally makes engineering worth it and um, I guess so I've had many aha moments I I guess you could say um, and I I mean that's why I, I love what I do yeah you gotta you gotta stick to it and I think you learned some of that in college right because you're 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 buckling down you're trying to figure out problems in school and and that transitions right into your career you're gonna have those moments out there stem nation where you're not going to know the answer and you're just going to have to stick to it until you figure it out. And at the end, it's, it's very gratifying. And, uh, yeah, I would, I would make sure to tell, tell everyone, you know, don't be, don't be scared. Uh, there are professors out there that are going to try to discourage you and say, hey, like, you shouldn't be an engineer. But um, that, that, makes me, that made me want to work harder because I'm, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. And uh, I want to keep, keep fighting for uh, to, to become an engineer because it's, it's not easy, but, um, uh, it's, there's a lot of great satisfaction there. Yeah. And that, that's a nice little segue into our next segment here. Jordan, if you could go back to when you were 18, what do you wish you knew back then heading off to college that would help our stemmers be successful in college? 
I, th- I think there's a, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of views of, I need to be perfect when I, when I go, I need to get perfect grades. I need to, uh, just, just not even mess up. And I think that is the exact opposite of, of what engineering is. It's, <laughs> I don't know how many mistakes I've made in my career and at school, you know, I've, I've gotten a terrible grade on a test and I totally feel defeated. Um, but it, it, push me to study harder on the next ones. And, uh, when I made a mistake on a d- designing a piece of equipment, um, the next time I went to it, I was able to remember what I learned from the previous time and, and apply that to the current situation. Um, I would also say, uh, pay attention to details. Um, there's engineering is all about details and it's easy to just miss things. And, um, just see things from the surface. But if you really dive in and are able to pay attention to detail, you will be way more successful. Um, another thing is don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, that is, if not the biggest thing. And, um, more often than not, everyone's going to be willing to, to answer your question, whether it, it may seem dumb or not, but don't be afraid to ask questions and get involved with, um, get involved with certain communities like uh, you were saying Jeff uh, SAE Society of Mechanical Engineers those you will learn so much from those groups um, that will give you a step ahead of, of others that aren't um, pursuing it or in those groups and uh, it looks great on a resume too yeah absolutely I think a, a lot of employers will look to, to see what you did outside of the normal coursework so joining these different organizations, doing some volunteer work, all looks very good. It it makes you kind of a well-rounded engineer. So thanks for that, Jordan. Yep. Oh, one more thing, Jeff. Hey, um, yeah. I would also say going for, to UW-Platteville, I, I was kind of, you know, worried that I wasn't going to have that that Harvard education. And I, I wouldn't be afraid of going to a, a smaller, you know, um, less recognized school. Um, I, I was kind of worried about that, but I'm I was able to come out of Platteville and all these engineering schools are working really hard to bring these, these companies in to, to hire good engineers. So it's all about what you are willing to put in to that degree. Um, so don't, don't be frightened by going to a, a smaller school because you, you may not be able to get into a, a Harvard or a MIT or something like that. Yeah, I would say, you know, around the world, around the country, um, you know, if you're looking at some of the, the schools, one thing I'd look at is, is go find out what kind of co-op program they have, what type of companies are coming in looking for the engineers at that school. That I think that's very important. And Jordan, I'll say at Platteville, there's a lot of companies coming in. Actually, Platteville's got a very good uh, recognition out in industry as, as graduating very good engineers with hands-on, hands-on experience. Yep, yep, I would agree. So Jordan, I'm going to take a quick Break here, and I'm going to thank our sponsor, Audible, who is offering a free audiobook. Head on over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get your free audiobook. And we are going to launch into the lightning round. Jordan, are you ready? Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, Jordan, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I guess in industry, I have talked with many leaders, you know, a couple steps down from the CEO, Sam Allen, John Deere, but they made, they made certain to tell me, you know, make yourself an expert in, in certain, um, a certain part 
of the engineering discipline. So when I when I joined John Deere, I guess it was easy for me to just how how can I get to the top? How can I make more money? How can I do this? And and that is not not the way I would go about it now after being two years in the industry. My goal is to make myself an expert in one little discipline. And from there, I can kind of branch out and figure out exactly what I want to do. Because being an engineer, they want to see how you can work the processes and, and how you understand how to problem solve. And so to be able to do that, you need to make yourself an expert in uh, one little facet of, of engineering. Yeah. And I'll say making yourself an expert, that brings value to your employer. And that's what your, invo- your employer is going to pay you for. Yep. And Jordan, what is a personal habit that contributes to your success? I guess I would say uh, I'm not afraid to ask questions. Uh, I'm very, uh, very personable. And um, so I'm willing to talk to anyone to to find a a better solution but i'm also not afraid to admit when uh, i don't know something Um, there are a lot of times in my past two years that i've not known an answer and it's very easy just uh, to oh i know it and then realize oh shoot i'm in trouble now because i I don't know what i'm doing Um, so it's all right to admit that you don't know um, something about your job and i would also Use use uh, Google and use do-it-yourself videos and use YouTube, especially in school. I uh, I don't know how many times I had to look up how to do a certain kind of problem. Um, there are so many different types of problems and um, things to help you out there. So don't be afraid to to use your friends, uh, coworkers, and every single kind of resource out there. Yep, I would say check your ego at the door. And Jordan, what's your favorite internet resource or phone app and why? I guess I'd have to say I'd, I'd, I'd go with with YouTube just because I, I'm a very hands-on kind of guy. And so anything from house projects to fixing tractors to do um, to anything. I, I love watching videos online uh, of how to how to get things done. And so that YouTube videos are pretty pretty important in my life, I guess you could say. You should probably YouTube your uh, bolt torch video. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, I probably should. Yeah, and Jordan, what's one book you recommend? Um, one book that I really uh, enjoyed reading, uh, my dad actually recommended it to me, was The Power of Habit. Um, it, it, it's a good book, and it goes through some businesses about how how they turned almost, you know, turn their franchise around. It goes to Alcoa and how they um, focused their business on safety and how that made their company so much better or uh, just the way our brains think and how you can form a habit because uh, as life goes on and I'm finding out right now, it doesn't slow down. It just speeds up. So any any way you can create a, a good positive habit to increase your productivity during the day, whether it's at work or outside of work, um, that that is very beneficial to me, and I'm trying to do that more and more. And I'll add to that, it takes around, on average, about 66 days to actually form the habit. So you have to stick to it, STEM Nation, if you're working on, on uh, forming a habit. So Jordan, as we wrap up here, can you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation, and then we'll say goodbye. So guys, I, I think STEM is a, is a very important field and 
as long as you apply yourself in school, and, and when I say apply yourself is you try to learn as much as you can. Um, there are going to be jobs available because that it's if not the fastest growing field out there because we're always going to need engineers and mathematicians and all those kind of, of roles. There are really awesome benefits of being on the front line of technology and you get to see so much and it, it kind of changes your perspective of, of the world in general. And uh, I know for me, I, I like being an engineer because I want to make a difference in this world and I want to kind of um, improve things around me, um, whether it's with people or, uh, engines or tractors. And, um, so I, I think that's really important and don't, don't be scared. And there it's, it's not an easy, easy field to go in. And I know a lot of people get discouraged, but persevere. And I, I guarantee you will be happy, uh, once you get through that with that degree in hand and you have a job and, uh, you're going to be thankful for it. Thanks for those insights. And with that, we'll say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today with Jordan. Head on over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And again, if you are getting value from this podcast, please share it with a friend. Tune in next week where we talk with Nathan, who is a data scientist. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.